everyone. You're listening to the Seek Insights and Resources podcast channel. My name is Hamish Coots, and today I'm joined by Teresa Collis, who is the Global Head of Recruitment, Marketing, and Competency Development at technology giant Siemens. Having worked in this space in a global capacity, she's here today to talk about EVP and employer branding. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you. So what exactly is EVP, and why is it so important for an organisation to have a strong employee value proposition? Well, an EVP is simply whatever it is that your company is offering employees in return for them to work for you and hopefully to kind of, you know, go that extra mile. Um, But it's more than just the salary and the benefits and the the workplace. It's also the the less tangible things like the culture in your organisation, the people, um, what your company stands for, uh, personal development opportunities. Mm. They're the kinds of things that um, that employees really want to know what they're going to get sure. if, they, if they work for you. Yeah. Yeah. So how does an EVP marry up to an, employ- uh, uh, an organisation's employer brand? Right. So they're not the same thing and, yep. and a lot of people think they are, but but an employer brand is really, it's almost the vehicle through which you communicate your EVP sure. to your target group. So your your employer brand is born out of your EVP. Okay, sure. So let's say that we've crafted this really compelling EVP and, and an employer brand, um, but what's the end goal? How would an organisation go about defining the kind of employees that it actually wants to attract? Sure. So there's, there's kind of two parts to that yeah. question. So yeah. um, what's the end goal? The end goal of having an EVP, an employer brand, is to attract, recruit and retain the people you need for your business. Sure. That's your end game. That's why yep. you do it. Yep. But the question about uh, how do you decide or how do you identify the kind of people you want, it's a big question and mm. it's actually a really important question sure. because if your EVP and your employer brand are going to be used to attract the people that you want you need to know who you want mm. <laughs> because that needs to inform or be included in the development of your EVP and your employer brand. Yeah. So how to figure out who they are? Uh, lots and lots of different parameters there. So, you know, the obvious one is what kind of skills do you need yep. to do to get the job done? But then questions like what kind of culture do you have? Or maybe another question is what kind of culture do you want? Perhaps you're wanting to employ people to move culture. Yep. Um, simple logistics things like where um, are you located? So, for example, if you want to employ people in Sydney, you probably aren't targeting people who live in Perth. Sure. Um, uh, is diversity and inclusion a big topic for you? Do you need to be focusing on a particular demographic to meet those needs? So there's lots and lots of different things that you need to think about. Yeah. And you also need to include all the relevant stakeholders when you're coming up with with the answer to that question, who do we want? So management, your marketing communications guys, the employees, takes a while. Um, It's it's a big investment in time, but it's really really worth doing because otherwise all of your EVP and employer branding efforts will will just completely miss the mark because you won't know what mark you're trying to hit if you haven't defined that. In your opinion, how does EVP and employer brand impact the recruitment funnel through the different stages um, when you're engaging potential candidates? Yeah, sure. So just uh, the recruitment funnel very quickly. So the the first phase or the first part of the funnel is what we call awareness. Do your target market even know you exist? Mm. Um, Second phase coming down is um, consideration. They know who you are, but would they consider working for you? Then we come down to desire. Do they actually want to work for you? You know, mm. is, is there a, a desire to work for you? And finally, application. 
will they or have they applied for a job in your organisation? So that's the funnel, mm. starting from lots and lots of people, coming down eventually to the few that sort of drop through the bottom of the funnel and, and start to work for you. So if we think about the EVP and the employer brand with respect to the funnel, mm. they apply, both apply all the way through. But the key difference is how you leverage those at each stage of the funnel. Okay. So if we think about awareness and consideration, they're... Um, that's all about making people aware of who you are. So it's a branding exercise. You know, it's, it's advertising, storytelling, online and offline, just painting a picture of who you are mm. and what you stand for. But then when you want people to really consider and imagine themselves working for you, which is the desire in the application, you have to get personal. So you're telling the same stories, you're sending the same message, but you're having a dialogue so the kinds of channels that you would use to get that message across would be a bit different. So sure. social media, face-to-face -face discussions, that kind of thing. And, and if, you, if you're sort of driving people through the funnel, you'll have the right people sort of dropping through the end and, mm. and working for you. So, Teresa, how are some of the ways that you've managed to leverage that at Siemens in, yeah. in practical terms? Yeah, sure. So I'll, I'll give you two examples, one for each of those, yep. if you like. Um, there's a, there's a global youth summit called One Young World. I'm not sure if you're familiar I'm with not, One no. Young World. It's, a, it's known as the Davos for young people. Right, it's okay. been going on for about nine years yep. now. And it's a collection of young leaders. They're all under 30 from all over the world coming together to talk about the world's problems and challenges and how can they potentially contribute to solving them. So Siemens has been involved in sponsoring this for about the last five or six years, mm -hmm. and it is a true branding and awareness exercise. So we're there. Our target market is there, young people who want to make a difference in the world. And so we're leveraging our, um, our brand of making a difference to raise awareness and, and, you know, help these young people think, yeah, Siemens could be a place to work. Sure. That's one way of leveraging it. Yep. If we think about um, a more sort of practical on the ground way of leveraging the employer brand, at the moment in Germany, we're about to build an enormous um, factory to build wind turbines. Okay. Uh, renewable energy is one of our key portfolios. And we have to employ around about a thousand blue collar workers in this factory that we're building in the middle of nowhere. So having a nice ad on the telly <laughs> or being on LinkedIn isn't going to help us yeah, there. Sure. How do we leverage our brand to, um, to connect with these individual people? So we're working on Facebook, we're working with local businesses mm. to leverage our story and who we are with the channels that are close uh, to those, the people that we're looking for. Great. There's a perception that EVP and employer branding is mainly for the top end of town, for bigger, more established businesses. Yeah. What are your views on that? I'm interested. Yeah. So I'll answer in two ways. Yep. Your question could be coming from um, it's the big guys that need to employ lots of people and the little guys don't, so the little guys don't need to worry. Mm. I definitely don't agree with that because if you're a small organisation, having the absolute best people you can is almost more important. Yeah. You know, you, there's nowhere to hide for poor performers. So yes. you've <laughs> got to get the best people. Yeah. So employer branding is really important. If you think about it from a um, uh, do I need a lot of money perspective, no, you don't actually need a lot of money. Yeah. Um, it, it's quite a, quite a, a simple or, or easy exercise, you know, identify what's your EVP, what do you stand for as an organisation? Yeah. It doesn't take a lot of money to yep. do that. Make sure that it's real, 
you know, that what you're saying is true. You're not sort of putting a lot of spin on it that, that's, not, um, that's not real. Identify some examples in your organisation where that EVP is being lived. Yeah. Craft some stories. Tell the stories. doesn't take a lot of money to do that. Yes, it's really good quick wins for small business to actually start to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so if you, can, um, if you can do that, all of those things I just said, mm. you know, what's your EVP? What are the examples? Tell some stories. So social media is, um, is a really easy and inexpensive way to get that message out there. Yeah. So, you know, Facebook, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, if, if that's your, your yeah. target market. And you don't necessarily need, you know, fancy photography and, and expensive um, agencies. Yeah. Leverage your employees. Yeah. Get them to tell stories online. You know, post a – we're all having lunch, at a team lunch. Post yeah. it on Instagram because these are the authentic stories uh, that people, uh, potential employees, will actually connect with, and it doesn't cost very much. Yeah, I was about to say, the real focus now is on authenticity and being genuine about it, isn't Absolutely, it? Yeah. because, you know, I, I often say to people, you know, 15 years ago, when you had an argument with the boss or, you know, you had a had a bone to pick with the organisation, you'd go down to the pub and you'd tell yeah. a couple of mates. Yep. Now we go online and we tell millions of people. Yeah. So if we go online and say great things about our company, we're also mm. telling millions of people and people are going to believe what's coming out of the mouths of the employees much more than they're going to believe some swanky million dollar advertising campaign it's just human nature yeah i think we're much better at spotting spin a long way off now aren't we absolutely yes yes yeah what about internally how how about can we um how can we leverage employer branding to retain staff um so that it continues to to go beyond the onboarding stage and recruitment yeah sure the most important thing here is that it actually has to be real. Mm. So you can't go out and promise all these wonderful things and, and bring people into your organisation if when they get there, it's not real. Um, you cause all sorts of engagement issues. You know, your turnover will be increased. It's, it's just so important and I can't stress that enough. But assuming that it is real... Um, it should be dri- your EVP should be driving everything you do in, with regard to your employees. So the culture, how you look after them, how you develop them, and if you get them involved in telling the stories, they they become invested in the brand. They become the brand, mm. and that will really drive you know engagement and commitment, which is effectively you know what you want in an organisation to get the most out of your employees. Sure. Now, obviously, you work in this space in a global scale, as mm-hmm. I said, and Siemens are a huge company. Yep. Obviously, our listeners are in Australia and New Zealand. Where yes. do we sit in terms of, I guess, the global progression of yep. employer branding and EVP? What, what are your thoughts on that? Well. I kind of think of it in two ways. So there's a lot of global organisations that are present here in Australia and New Zealand. I think those organisations do do, uh, you know, quite a lot of employer branding. It's driven from headquarters. It's like Siemens, you know, it's driven from headquarters. We do what the, the parent company is asking us sure. to do. If, if I look at the, the local companies, the local organisations in Australia and, and not so much New Zealand, but from my perspective, Australia... Um, the expression necessity is the mother of invention mm. comes to mind because, right. you know, the, the need for more and better employer branding comes from uh, the war for talent. So the need to employ people. If I, ca- you know, if I'm, if I can employ the people I need, I don't need employer branding. Yeah. And I think in a lot of industries in Australia, that's the case. So there's not a huge need mm-hmm. yet for that. 
But, you know, you see some, some startups here in Australia and they're doing some really cool things around employer branding, particularly on social media. And I think that's one of our strengths. We're early adopters yes. when it comes to doing new and innovative, innovative things. Um, and the other uh, area where I think that we're front runners, if I can put mm. it that way, is what yep. we were talking about before. Um, we're authentic kind of people. Mm. You know, our culture is one of... Um, we can spot spin a mile away. And that, I believe, is the future of employer branding. I think more and more companies will be investing in, both financially and culturally, in their people um, to encourage them to tell authentic stories. And I think that 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 really is the future. And Australia and New Zealand are really well positioned to take advantage of that. Which is great, I think. I I think getting a genuine storytelling and having a point of difference um, is going to be great. Absolutely. It's a fascinating subject. Mm -hmm. I know uh, a lot of people are speaking about it at the moment. So, Teresa, thank you so much for some of your time today. Um, And we'll speak to you next time on the podcast channel. My pleasure. Thanks very much. Thank you.